Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that overanalyzes the 1984 film Ghostbusters minute by minute. I am Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we are going to be reviewing minute number five from the movie Ghostbusters. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I just had an amazing banana cream pie. I got a little interesting factoid. I don't think it's in minute five. Oh. But uh, in one of the upcoming minutes when the slime is dripping off of the card catalogs, the slime was actually made of... Some kind of ingredient you put in pies. Really? Like Methicel or something like that. So when you're eating a pie, you're actually eating ectoplasm. It's like a congealing agent? Uh, something like that. What did they make the slime and alien out of? Was it like Vaseline? Oh, no, it was uh, KY. KY jelly? KY jelly, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get those two confused all the time. Uh, same thing. Um, so anyway, we are going to be getting on to minute number five here. Uh, so what we're going to do, as usual, we're going to recap the minute, and then we're going to throw you guys some trivia, some general observations, and just have a fun time talking about Ghostbusters, right? That's right. Let's jump on into it. This is minute number five of Ghostbusters. Minute number five, the male, excuse me, at minute five exactly, the male student having just informed Peter Venkman that the effect of his shock test was only pissing him off. Storms out of the session, telling Dr. Venkman to keep the five bucks. On his way out of the room, we see a life-size poster of Marilyn Monroe. At five minutes, ten seconds, Dr. Venkman tells the female student, Jennifer, that she should get used to people treating her like that because of her psychic gifts. Jennifer asks Peter if he really thinks she, that she has ESP. He tells Jennifer that she's no fluke. At 5 minutes, 23 seconds, we see the first appearance of Ray Stance, played by Dan Aykroyd. He busts into the office, saying, This is it! This is definitely it! And asks Vinkman if any of the UV lenses have come in for the video camera. At 5 minutes, 35 seconds, a very annoyed Peter Vinkman gets up from the table and slaps Stance on the head, telling him that he was right in the middle of something, Ray, and asks Stance to come back in an hour, an hour and a half. Stance informs Venkman that at 1.40 p.m., 10 people witnessed a free-floating full-torso vaporous apparition at the New York Public Library and, quote, scare the socks off of some poor librarian. And thus ends Minute 5 of Ghostbusters. So, we get to see Dan Aykroyd, Ray Stance, for the first time. get to see the heart of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, the guy whose whole idea Ghostbusters was in the first place. That's right. Dan Aykroyd, who's like a known believer in the occult and supernatural and all this stuff, and, uh... Uh, you know, every piece of, from what I've heard, every piece of hardware in the movie has some sort of reason behind every single thing you see on the top of Ecto-1 or on the Proton Pack. So this guy's got a real interest in bringing authenticity. He, it shows that he has a real passion for oh, making yeah. sure the little details are correct. And I've shows. heard the same thing about the, I think that did, if Dan Aykroyd actually uh, had the ability to build a Proton Pack, if anyone in this world did, Dan Aykroyd's probably yeah, built it and exactly. it's in his garage right now. I imagine every weekend he goes down to his garage and builds the, right. the traps and the proton pack and stuff like that. Uh, so Dan Aykroyd is, of course, if you're a fan of comedy or you know, TV in the 70s, the 80s, uh, movies in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Dan Aykroyd's synonymous with comedy. Dan Aykroyd is a comedy legend and former SNL cast member. Prior to Ghostbusters, he was in 1941 in the Blues Brothers with John Belushi, who was originally supposed to play Peter Venkman before his untimely death. He was also in Neighbors and Trading Places, just to name a few movies. From 1996 to 2000, he hosted a TV show called Sci Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal, which I have seen a, a few episodes of. Uh, he was a member of the Second City, Co- Second City Comedy Troupe, along with Gilda Radner, Eugene Levy, and Brian Doyle Murphy. Brian Doyle Murphy. Try it one more time. <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray, which is uh, Bill Murray's brother, and Dave Thomas. Ackroyd helped start the Blue Line Foundation, which is redeveloping flood damage lots in New Orleans and helping first responders buy them at reduced prices. Coastal Blue Line LLC hopes to eventually rebuild 400 properties. And we know Dan Ackroyd's got a little bit of uh, affinity for New Orleans, uh, Chicago, true, New Orleans. Yeah. He's a Canadian, but uh, he started the House of Blues 
uh, chain of music venues around the country. And I want to say the first one I think was in Chicago and maybe the second one was in New Orleans. So I know I've had some personal friends that have run into him in New Orleans before. So it seems like his kind of town, like a food and music and uh, paranormal town. Seems like he's probably really loves it there. That's true. You know, if I'm not mistaken, and this is going to blow your socks off. He was only 32 when Get they out. made Ghostbusters, and I believe Bill Murray was somewhere in the same same neighborhood. Wow, I know it just it did. No offense to those fellas, but did people like age quicker back then? Because they don't they don't look like 32 well, year old as I know it now. Let me say this: there is a premium put on youth these days, mm-hmm. so people are trying to look younger, older on into their lifespan. I think back then in the 70s and the 80s, being an adult is what it was all about. So. I mean, I'm, I'm dressed kind of okay right now, but you know me. Normally, I'm wearing, like, camo cargo shorts and, like, a Rocket Raccoon t-shirt. Actually, I think I've worn that on every other day we've recorded, <laughs> um, you know, because uh, I'm in my late 30s, but I still try to hold on to the things of my youth, hence a Ghostbusters podcast. Right, right. Good point. <laughs> so, um, that, that's something you just don't see in movies anymore. Like, take Jaws, for example. I mean, the protagonists in that are... You know, close to, if not over 40, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming. And this it, day and age, it's like your your protagonist is going to be 25 at the oldest. I think that if you made, uh, excuse me, you were saying with Jaws, if you remade Jaws again today, like, what was this movie that just came out? The Shallows? The Blake yeah. Lively? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so you're making a shark movie and you're putting like a young, attractive person in it. That It's not normal to have uh, an older, studious person in it. And Ghostbusters kind of... Uh, uh, feeds into that. They, they cast age-appropriate people. Like, these would be college professors uh, who had the ability to go out and, and create this kind of stuff in, in the world that they've set up. So, Well, at least they could, I don't know, cast some more hard-boiled-looking people and not Chris Pine. No offense to Chris Pine. I actually like Chris Pine's work quite a bit, but this whole cookie-cutter thing, I don't know, man. What, what happened to the... I think you're just jealous of Chris I Pine. I think I'm just jealous of Chris Pine, you know? He's a good-looking guy. He's uh, great as Captain Kirk. Did you like the Star Trek movies? I wasn't crazy about him. I really? I'm, I'm alone in that. I'm alone in that. But I like the first one a lot. The second one kind of mm-hmm. fell flat for me, but I'm looking forward to the third one because I like Chris Pine. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in uh, Wonder Woman also, which... I'm just looking forward to Wonder Woman seeing her. Yeah. Okay. So there's a poster on the wall of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like a life-size poster, right? Yeah. It's whenever the college student leaves and then Dan Aykroyd walks in. So you want to hear about Marilyn Monroe's ghost? Let's do it. So let's get into the real ghost stuff. So supposedly, Marilyn Monroe's most active haunt is room 1200 at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, California, where people have reportedly seen her apparition in a full-length mirror. People have also seen two tuxedo gentlemen walking around the hotel laughing together. So these are, I guess, examples of full-body, full-torso, free-floating, vaporous apparitions. Yeah. Real quick, I, I wanted to hear about this other ghost story you were talking about, a little experience that you had of your Oh, own. you actually want to hear my ghost story? Yeah, okay, well, yeah. it's on topic. You know? We were talking about Marilyn Monroe earlier, and she was in a movie called Some Like It Hot. Yeah. Uh, so about three weeks ago, my wife and I stayed in the hotel where they shot Some Like It Hot, uh, the Hotel Del Coronado in yeah. San Diego mm-hmm. on, um, oh gosh, uh, Coronado Island. While we were there, you know, my wife sent all this spooky stuff too. So she was like, hey, you know, this hotel is haunted. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess that's the end of me knowing about that. No, <laughs> she had it in mind that we were going to go on a little ghost hunting tour on our last night there. So I'll say this. When we first got to the hotel, uh, we had a beautiful room. It was a huge room. Uh, it sounded like coming from the bathroom that there might have been some pipes or something that were loose. And 
they would bang back and forth on the wall very repeatedly. It's like this beautiful, gorgeous hotel. And then like all of a sudden I'd hear these like pipes. And I'm like, okay, well that's really annoying. So the second night we're there, uh, which I think was our last night, we're laying back in bed. And then all of a sudden I look over and the lights in the bat, there are two bathrooms and we're sitting there, doors open, lights off. All of a sudden light turns on. Really? And I'm like, I elbow my wife and I'm pointing at the room at the room. And she's like, kind of shakes her head like what? And the light goes off as if someone had left the room. So it's pretty crazy, right? So, yeah. So I'll give you a little bit of background on who the ghost of the Hotel Del Carnado is supposed to be before I get on with the rest of the story. Uh, her name was Kate Morgan. I'll give you a little bit of information there. Apparently what happened is she walks down to the beach and on a staircase heading to the beach, shoots herself in the head and kills herself. Jeez. So she was in... A room, let me pull up. I'm pulling all this information from uh, Wikipedia sure. real yeah. quick because I don't have it committed to mind. Uh, okay. But uh, while you're pulling it up, listeners, if you are interested in this, like you just said, it's on Wikipedia. Definitely. Yeah, there, there's a lot of information, actually videos on YouTube of people trying to go out and like find, uh, find her ghost. Anyway, I'll just say this. She was in like um, room number like 2330 or something like that. And they moved all the numbers on the hotel. So we didn't know that. So we we decided we're going to go find room 2330 to see if anything spooky happens. So we're walking around the hotel trying to be real quiet. And we find room 2330. And it's way off in the corner by a bunch of un- unnumbered rooms. And it was super creepy. It was like at the end of a hallway. And the whole time they're like, this is this is it. This is when I'm going to see a ghost in my life. I don't even really believe in ghosts. But I'm like, yeah. if I saw a ghost, that's all I'd ever talk about for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'd be like, if people would be like, hey, man, have you had that new uh, thing from Taco Bell? And I'd be like, let me tell you about the time I saw a ghost. And be like, oh, God, we heard it. Okay. So we are walking back to the room because nothing spooky happens, but we're a little creeped out. And I'm she's flipping through her phone on some information on Kate Morgan and all of a sudden realizes they switched all the numbers around in the hotel. So we're like, well, where's the real number? And then it's like the real number is like 2320 or something like that. So we get back to our room and realize we're in 2220, the room that would be right underneath the room. So we walk up the stairs and we realize that our room is right underneath the room that she is apparently and supposed to be. And if she had been coming down the stairs, she probably did it right outside your room. Well, correct? it's unclear if it's the staircase outside of our room, but yes, it would have been like right outside of our room, probably where their body was found. It's a horrible, tragic story, Jeez. but it's either there or there were some pictures of her, uh, in a, excuse me, an actress playing her in a black dress on stairs that actually went down to the beach. So I don't know if that was the hotel's way of saying like, it was the stairs out on the beach. I don't know, you know, uh, so you. it's, yeah. it's yeah. inconclusive which one it was, but I will say that we did experience some very strange things in the room. Like I just said, the banging of the pipes and yeah. the light that went on and off. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of stuff. Like things happen, like the light going on and off. And it's like, there's, it's probably just an electrical thing. Maybe the pipes were banging because it's a Victorian era hotel. You, you know? know, it could be that, or it could be you trying to convince yourself of that because inside you do believe in ghosts. I don't know. I don't believe in ghosts, but they yeah. scare the hell out of me. Well, um, I don't want to take my chances with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Who knows, man? All right. So, do you have anything else we need to cover today? I don't. Looking forward to tomorrow's minute. Thank you very much for joining us today. Join us again tomorrow, Tuesday. We're going to be discussing minute number six of Ghostbusters. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a supporter, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gbminute. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, Instagram at ghostbustersminute, and visit our website at ghostbustersminute.com. 
where you can find merchandise such as t-shirts, stickers, and free balloons for the kids. Balloons subject to not being free nor real. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.